0: So I want everyone to know out there that it's not as easy as it looks. It's it's work. You gotta put the work in, you gotta grind, you gotta plan, you gotta surround yourself with good people. And those are really important facts. And I anticipate.
1: Welcome to the Add Value to Entrepreneurs Podcast, the place where we help entrepreneurs to not hate their boss. Our mission is to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start the ad valued entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it. And it is possible. My name is Robert Peterson, former passer turned CEO and the smiling coach. I believe that success without happiness is failing, but there is hope. Join us each week as we bring you an inspiring leader or message to help you. Thanks for investing time with us today. Today's guest was pushed by his first mentor, who told him, you aren't a very good accountant, which pushed him out of his corporate accounting job into commercial real estate. Ben Reinberg is Chief Executive Officer of Alliance Consolidated Group of Companies, and as such provides overall strategic and investment direction and leadership to the firm. Ben is a respected authority on commercial real estate acquisition and investment, as well as the development and structuring of transactions. Ben Reinberg and Robert talk about the leap into entrepreneurship and the challenges of learning from his first real estate deal. Partnering with investors, Ben has created value for his clients, partners, and his tenants. He learned how to go after the no to grow. If you're an entrepreneur who started their business with a purpose and a passion that has been lost in the busyness of the daily grind, We get it. That is why we've opened up our free strategy calls. A lot of entrepreneurs, probably including you, just want a sense of clarity on the barriers holding them back that you need to overcome in order to accelerate your growth and achieve your dreams. These short 30 minute calls give you a chance to work with one of our coaches without any commitment or pressure. Scheduling is easy. Just go to smilingcall.com. Let's jump on a call and get you the help and clarity you need. Select a time and let's build your business. It's time for you to add value.
2: Well, Ben, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to have this conversation. Just looking forward to uh, sharing your wisdom with, with our audience.
0: Thank you for having me, Robert. I really appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. So typically let each guest just share their, you know, start with their own entrepreneurial journey.
0: Okay. Um. When I was 23, 24 years old, I wanted to have a business. I wanted to control my schedule. I wanted freedom, Robert, and it was extremely important to me. And when I got out of college, I went to Indiana University and I graduated in 1992. I graduated with a bachelor's in accounting, and that was a stable type situation. We were in a deeper session at the time. And my mother said, you know, go get a job. So I got a job in an accounting firm up in the suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. And I went through my first tax season. And I was on an audit uh, with a billionaire out of New York. And he encouraged me. He said, you're not really, he said, Ben, you're not really much of an accountant. And being young, you know, uh, that really hit my self-esteem. But what he meant was you're really an entrepreneur, you, you should be doing better things than just doing accounting. And so uh, I'm very grateful because that man probably changed the trajectory of my life. And he hasn't even realized uh, those few words in the, the late nights and eating dinner with him in his office in Manhattan, uh, how much of an impact it had. So uh really grateful. And, and, uh, and that allowed me to say, you know what? Why not? Why not me? Why can't I go do something? And so uh, a client at the firm, he was from Los Angeles. He helped me do my first deal uh, and helped me build the confidence to do a deal. And I went out and I bought an industrial building. In Chicago, industrial is a is a big asset class. We're a 24-hour city. Uh, Chicago is, which means we have three, three shifts a day, which is similar to Houston or you know Miami, Florida or Seattle, you name it. Those are 24-hour cities where they're port cities and they have three shifts up for employees. And with that in mind, I did my first deal was industrial. I'm also an industrial expert office retail. We focus on medical office now and I can get into that in a little bit. But Robert, what was so important was the lessons that came out of that first transaction. I bought a 210 industrial building. I lost a tenant, 45% of the income in the first week. Uh, I probably didn't didn't do my due diligence like I do now. I learned uh, and I backfilled it. It was a three tenant building. So I bought it for a few million dollars and I sold it for over 6.4 million. So the return to my investors was tremendous. I raised money in two weeks. Uh, My godfather got me the loan from a local bank in Highland Park, Illinois, where I'm from, where I was born and raised and uh it taught me a lot and it really springboarded me to become the person that i am and the businessman i am as well and uh now so that's kind of the backdrop i built over 10 million square feet of office and industrial in my career uh we've owned and done billions of dollars of transactions we own a great portfolio right now we just launched a 50 million dollar equity fund by more medical and veterinarian properties, which I'm really proud of. I have a wonderful leadership team with 200 plus years of experience. And I just been, you know, I think all the, all the struggles and the challenges in life have really benefited. And I want everyone to know out there that it's if, especially in commercial real estate, it's a marathon business and any business is, is it takes time to develop. and. You know, one of the things that I feel bad for some of the uh, younger folks out there that are really intimate with social media is they see these people with the fancy cars and they see the lifestyle that I'll have, you know, with houses and cars and and traveling and, and jumping on different planes and all these things. But what they don't see is what went into create this. wealth. what went into everything? It was risk. It was hard work. It was building resources. It was teaching people. It was, it was helping people. It was uh, doing things differently. It was maybe working on a Saturday or Sunday, what instead of doing, it wasn't going to the bars with friends and getting drunk and, and not being productive the following day. That wasn't my life. And so I want everyone to know out there that It's not as easy as it looks, it's it's work. You got to put the work in. You got to grind. You got to plan. You got to surround yourself with good people. And those are really important facts. And I anticipate and would like to keep sharing this message with people that, you know, believe in yourself. Work hard. Surround yourself with good people. Be very conscientious of who you surround yourself with. And great things are going to happen to you. And you have to believe yourself. And one thing, Robert, that I think is really important to share with people is that you're going to go through ups and downs. You're going to have micro and macro failures in your life. We all do. You can't be in my business commercial real estate. if You're not going to fail. I mean, the whole business is predicated on look at when you find an acquisition and no one talks about this, by the way. Okay, my acquisition guys and when I do acquisitions and I'm involved in them, and I don't really get involved that much uh, on that side of my business, but It's a thousand no's to a yes. So what I did with my mindset is I said, okay, today I'm going to get ninety no's, knowing that I might have ten yeses coming, and that could be raising equity, that could be acquisitions, that could be whatever. And it's the same thing like for the younger people out there, if you're going and dating, it's the same thing. You might have no's where maybe go on a date and it's a no because you're not you're not connecting with that person, and that's part of life. It's part of life is saying, okay. I'm going to get nose presented to me. How am I going to deal with it, Robert? Right? Because that's how I define a person. And I think why I gravitate to is how do they deal with challenges? And a lot of people ask me, well, Ben, do you invest in other sponsors and real estate? Do you invest in other things? Absolutely, I do. And my question is I'm not worried about them paying me a quarterly preferred return or a check or whatever. I want to know how that person solves challenges. Mm-hmm. And those are the people I gravitate to, I surround myself with because tough times don't last, Robert, tough people do. And that's something that I adhere to Uh, a friend of mine. God rest his soul from uh, Hollywood, Florida, passed away. He was a fraternity brother of mine. He used to say that to me. And, and I never really thought about it until I got out in the working world. And when I really realized what that meant, he was absolutely right. And it taught me a lot is that. That's who you really want to be, uh, surrounding yourself with is people that can solve challenges. Uh, you know, I definitely encourage people that if you are an entrepreneur, to surround yourself with someone that has been through the process that you want to go through so you could look up to and you know, ask questions. One thing that I did that I could look back and say, Man, that would have been nice to have is I did have a mentor while I was young. I didn't have mentors, Robert. So probably I was in my I'm fifty-two now. I would say late 30s, early 40s when I woke up and said, Ben, it's time to change. You got to learn from others. You got to understand that you can't go at this alone. You've been wildly successful. You're not using all your brain, okay? So you you need to tap into people that have been there, done that. You're in a very sophisticated business, Ben, and it's time that you grow. And by doing that, what ended up happening is it pushed me into the personal development space because a lot of my mentors said, you know, you got to work on yourself. Like you, there are things that I want you to work on. And that's why, I, and that's what got me into personal development. And so where I gravitate to, and I'm very upfront about it, is my values are business, health, and personal development. And those three things allow me to uh, become an outstanding person personally, and in a business, and what that allows me is the ability to impact other people my employees uh family uh, friends colleagues you name it and i feel you know when you get to a certain level especially when you're an entrepreneur or a business owner you really have an inherent responsibility to be the best version of yourself for the people around you because the people around you depend on you i have so many people robert that depend on me on a daily basis and it took, it took a wake up call for me to realize, like, I have to get my shit together. I have to become the best version of myself. I have people relying on me. I got a lot of mouths to feeds. I got kids all over the spectrum of my company Alliance that want to go to college and become an incredible version, become who they are meant to be. Why take that stuff seriously. And it took me, I think until I got to over 40 where I kind of woke up and said, what are we doing here? Like, who am I and what am I doing? And I got to figure this out. And so um, I want everyone to know that is that I'm vulnerable. And if you're vulnerable, what happens is people help you. And even though I've been wildly successful and I got a great company and, and I'm an icon in what I do and I have a lot of experience and expertise, I'm still vulnerable. I don't know everything. I learn consistently every single day So long story short, I feel that if you could be vulnerable in front of people and and ask for help and lay that problem down on the table and let people help you, you'll see a huge impact in your career. It was something I had, you know, when I was younger, I always felt like I can't be vulnerable because I was always worried about someone's going to put me down or. Don't, don't give him money. He know deal. You know what I mean? Like you have that fear inside. Sure. You. That,
2: that entrepreneur idea that you think you have to be the know-it-all you have to be the one, I know everything about this. I, I know my business inside and out. And if I show a weakness, they'll, they'll take advantage of me. And right. I think a lot of entrepreneurs suffer from either, either the, the independent spirit. Of, I don't want to work for anyone mm-hmm. or the almost arrogance of, I, I, I can't do anything wrong. I can't make any mistakes. And It'll make me look weak. And I think those are both areas that, that personal development can really lean into. You mentioned you mentioned wanting to make an impact. Let's, so I want to talk a little bit more about the power of an impact, the power of a mission or purpose in comparison to just running a business to make money.
0: Well, let me touch on that. I, for a while, when I was younger, I felt like it was all about money. <laughs> Got to make money. Money's going to buy me freedom. It's going to buy me the life I see. You know, now the folks see on, on on social media, like that was in my head. If I make money, it's going to solve all my problems. That's why I felt like I was in my 20s. I think as age, I got, I got older. I realized that the more valuable I am, the more knowledgeable, the more I serve, the more I help people, the more I uh, am a leader, a better leader and an expert in the commercial real estate industry. Guess what? The more money I make. So the money just follows. You end up becoming a money magnet. Like I'm a money magnet. Why is that? It's because of my mind. It's because of how I treat people. It's because of uh, I'm constantly learning and growing. And, you know, someone said something. So on my podcast, I have a podcast called I Own It. And uh, I had a gentleman on. It actually dropped today. His name was Jerry Cobb. And Jerry said something really interesting. I listened to it on my way uh, going to see my trainer to work out today. And I always listen to my podcast because I learned so much from all these people. And I'm sure you do as well. And what was so telling to me, he said, uh, imagine you're like a piece of fruit or like a, a tomato. You know, green means grow. And when, when, uh, when you're ripe, you can, become, you can get rotten real quickly. And I realized that and it was a good metaphor because it allowed me to take a step back and realize that no matter how successful you are in life, you always want to continue to grow. You don't want to be stagnant, right? Even if you retire, let's say someone out there is done wild well And it's so like, I'm done. I don't want to be in business. I want to go play golf every day or do whatever I want, whatever. I feel that you cannot stop growing as a person, no matter where you are in your life. And I think it's really important. And it's interesting because it really resonated with me when I heard Jerry say that today. I was like, man, God bless that guy for saying that because that I needed that this morning. It really, it really felt good to hear that. And, and those are the things, just the little tricks. I mean, you know, everyone says, well, what's the secret to success? And there's, I mean, there's a ton of things. It's, it's working on yourself and your game. It's showing up, it's working hard. It's, it's respecting your relationships. It's, uh, you know, taking care of yourself mentally and physically, you know, eating right, doing the little things, you know. The little details you do, and I want everyone to hear this because I think it's really important, Robert, is how you do the little things will reflect on how you do the big thing. And people take that for granted. So, for example, if you have to go and clean off your desk, right? Well, that's a little task and not be. But you know what? It, it carries on to other things that have a domino effect. And so I always look at what people is. How do they deal with the little? And I look at that when we're recruiting or hiring people or bringing new people into alliance is how do they handle the little things? Because if you take for granted those little things, and you don't handle them properly. What's gonna happen when we have a big event that is could be catastrophic or have a material effect on a business or other employees. And so uh, we really pay attention to those things. And I think it's important. I think if, if you put 120% into everything you do, no matter what, you will create success. That nice. to me is the secret
2: that everyone should know. You mentioned earlier about your own personal growth, and and obviously you mentioned even people online with you know the fancy car and the, and so many of those things you can fake. And there's all this idea of fake it till you make it. But I, I want to talk about character, and and obviously you understand the value of character, hiring employees and and having these relationships, but how important is character as a business owner?
0: Well, it's a, it's a great question. Let me give you Alliance consolidated my company's our core values. Okay. And everyone that works at Alliance adheres to these core values. And if they don't, they don't make it because everyone else is buying in and believes in it and, and adheres to it. And so it starts with transparency. We want to be transparent in our actions and what we do on a consistent basis. We want integrity. Integrity is a big proponent of mine. It's something a pet peeve of mine. Uh, I'm big into integrity, consistency. You know, if someone works at Alliance, I just don't want you shining for one day. You don't have to shine every day, but give 120 percent. Some days are better than others. And that's what consistency is about. And that's really important as well. It's like, don't. Don't say, "Hey, look how valuable I am." But yeah, you've only done it for a week, right? Do it for five years. Do it for ten years. Do it for. You see what I'm saying? That's what creates success is that consistency. So, consistently important. And then expertise. We want you to keep learning. I support a learning environment at Alliance. It's very important to you because I believe in myself. I want other people doing it too. So, becoming an expert and what having expertise does a lot of things. One, it's great for our investors out in the brokerage and the sales community that sell us properties. Everyone that touches us, all our third party in our inner circle, they want that we're experts. And so what does that mean? Consistently learn, you're a good listener, we collaborate a lot. And my leadership team has wonderful people. I have a lot of women that work for me, Robert. I'm a huge proponent of women. I mean, I know I'm gonna take flack for saying this, but I think women are smarter than men um, in, in a lot of realms realms. I think uh, women have a calm way of dealing with people, they have a different perception. And I really appreciate the viewpoint and the lens. And for all the women that work for me out there, uh, they absolutely know how I feel about women. But, But my point is, is that I'm very blessed because I have extremely talented people on my leadership team. And a lot of them are women. And they're a lot smarter than me. And and I love it because they make me better and they empower me and they uplift me to be a great leader. And uh, and so that's that's what's important to me is creating core values. If you have a company or you want to start a company, create core values that are your standards and live within them. Like, don't, you know, if you have an employee, I'll give you an example, Robert. So we've had employees in the past where they're not displaying a couple of core values. And here's the problem that happens. Everyone else in the company knows it, right? So, if you want a good company company culture, you can't keep that type of person that doesn't display core values because one, it creates toxicity in the company, but two, everyone else around that says, wait a minute, why is Ben letting that person slide and he's not living up to his own standards? It's, it becomes a double standard, hmm. and I don't want that in my company. And so, if you're out there and you have a company, And you create standards and and values and your core values that are important to the company and what you want your employees and your colleagues. And even, and by the way, it goes with third parties. You might like in commercial real estate, we have abundance of third parties, attorneys, accountants, engineers. I mean, you name it. Okay, we have a lot of people feeding off what we do. Well, if they don't display our core values, guess what? We don't feel comfortable working with them. And so it kind of trickles down the river and it creates a lot of success when you can align yourself with people that have similar mindsets and goals. Guess what? Paying them great salaries is a high class problem, mm-hmm. bonuses, benefits, all the things that you want to do. well guess what? It becomes a real easy decision. And then on top of it, you, you have KPI metrics for them to achieve. And, and then you know who you, what you have. And so what I like now is that with working remote and we have a bunch of people that do work, is it gives you the ability where you can work a little bit different, work a little bit smarter, not harder. <laughs> I still work long hours because that's my work ethic proper. But at the end of the day, I feel that uh, you want to really focus on bringing in talent. If you feel, I say like higher slow, fire fast, it's true. And I know it's pressure because you're like, I have to get someone in the door to take over this so I don't have to do it. Because I always had to do everything when I was younger, right? And then, You start making money, you grow, and you start delegating. But at the end of the day, is bringing great people, care about them, get to know them. Don't worry about getting to know them personally and asking questions because you know what we're all human beings, and people forget that. People are people forget the art of the conversation. People don't appreciate the ability to take time to get to know someone. I love getting to know my employees. I think it's drastically important. I want to know what makes them tick. I want to know what they like to do outside work. I want to know, you know, what their favorite hobbies are. I want, because also I like to give gifts too and do things. It's like, you know, this person loves popcorn or this person loves candles or, or she loves to, you know, she loves purses, you know? So You can do like some really neat things if you get to know people. I think when you can get to know and connect with your employees on a deeper level, you know what that does? It builds that bond and trust that way as the top person in your organization, you can let go. You can say, you know what? She's outstanding. Every time I do something, she's gold. It does well. Well, guess what? All those little things we talk about those little details, they go, they go such a long way. And building a personal relationship with your employees and getting to know them. And we do that on our leadership calls. We start off the call, Robert, which I think is really cool. We talk about, give me, give me some good news and all the leadership team goes around and gets good news. And we share stuff personally, which is really cool. And that allows growth to happen and building rapport and trust. And then we go into our core values and who display core values and all these things, Kind of build that bond and, 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 and shorten that bridge to relationships. And because at the end of the day, I can't keep running this company the rest of my whole life. They're going to have to take over. So they're going to have to get to know me and how I do things and how they can create their own, uh, their own departments and situations within the company to keep that
2: legacy going as I move on in life. And so uh, uh, that's what we do. So I want to dig in a little bit more on, on the core values and how those become, if they're set up correctly, right? And they're not just they're not just a sign on the wall um, that, that they can they actually help in decision making. They help create boundaries. They help create yeah. expectations. And so I, I I love helping people dig into their core values. Most people don't know their core values, and certainly most companies don't really know their core values. Um, they're they're a lot like Enron, who you know had a 32-page book, and the most important thing in there was integrity, and uh, we all know where that ended up. And so um, the value that, that true core values can have in decision-making and, and in how you operate company and how you expect your, your employees to operate um, can really be a benefit, even for individuals, right, for entrepreneurs, if they know their core values and they they thrive in a place where those core values become the heart of, of what they do, it can make a huge difference. So how, how are you able to, to make those core values into the boundaries and decision markers that, that, that they need to be?
0: Well, to me, it's just simple. It's, it's getting to know the people that and you could look at like, so, for example, if someone within the company is not hitting their, their metrics, their KPIs, right? You start asking why. One of the things we do is for all our employees, we'll make them document for two weeks after they've been with us for a certain period of time, every 15 minutes of their day. That kind of outlines whether they meet your values, right? So for example, I've had people, and I love it, people are very honest when they fill it out, which to me is like shocking based on just human nature that people are so brutally honest every 15 minutes. Now, they might not be telling you everything or every detail, but you get a good flavor when you see it. So I had someone where I had an employee, and I would give them something to read, this person to read, okay, to learn and grow. And I'd say, do this outside hours because you're supposed to be on the phone, you know, raising equity. And they would take two and a half hours and be reading the book in the middle of money-making hours. Or they would go to the health club, and spend two and a half hours there in the middle of the day instead of prime time when they could be earning money for the company. So, those are transparency issues. Those are integrity. Those are consistency. Those are you're not developing your expertise because you're doing personal stuff on the side instead of focusing on work. And so, that's a way that we can figure out uh, who's adhering for best. Also, the people on the leadership team, if you're not performing, they're looking at it and saying, hey, you can drag your department down. You're not dragging ours down. So get rid of this person. And it, all of a sudden it becomes like the support group of your leadership team. So and each department has their own metrics with the people underneath them where they do the same thing. And by the way, the other way also that we do is onboarding. We onboard people. We explain to them what our values are, what our values are, what's important to us, how we operate, how we treat each other. Uh, what's important to Ben, if you really want to gravitate to him and get to know him, and and what are the values he's instilled, and how how what are what are his standards and our standards here, and I think all that culminates to know upfront if you're going to be a good fit and if you're going to last at Alliance, but also, are you adhering to our values? And so those are a couple ways that we really kind of dig in to see what we have and if people are are being
1: audible to our values. Nice. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Publishing, a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing carefully chooses heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness.
2: Well, the other area you mentioned was was women, and, and I agree with you in a thousand percent that 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 a they're they're smarter than we are. They make different decisions. And, and for me, the biggest thing that I've seen is is the idea that they they've been excluded from the leadership table. And, and we're not even listening to their voice. And so I, I want women to be at the table 50% representing, and and I wanna be able to listen and, and learn because they, they bring a perspective that, that men don't have. And of course we can still look at corporate America and see the, the inconsistency in numbers of, of CEOs and inconsistency in the number of, of women board members to recognize that, that women are not getting the recognition that, that they deserve but those companies are also not benefiting from the wisdom that women bring to the table. Um, so I'm a huge advocate as well. I love to see, see women thriving and and growing And and I think like you said, women are smarter and, and more intuitive. Obviously they have some great insights into the human psyche that, that men completely miss and, and they can still do it while being mothers and <laughs> raising kids and, and doing a lot of incredible things that, that men would never be able to keep up with. So
0: um, <laughs> love, they're, love they're, the they are wildly they're wildly talented and the women at Alliance are just absolutely spectacular they're, they're so wildly talented but I allow robbers, I allow to have an open forum that they can call me out on my craft in front of me and I'm nice. okay with that because generally speaking they're normally right and so it allows me to grow and learn it's like yeah I didn't really think about that or I didn't see that or, or yeah there's some truth to that and and you end up. Here's what ends up happening: is you learn, you become a better leader, and you empower them, and and you empower them to make decisions too. Those little things. Again, it goes back to those little things. I like empowering people where they can make their own decisions, and I know they're going to make mistakes, but I really I resonate with that. The women that work for me, and one thing I see about them is that they're able to really read people well. They have this intuition about them that I really appreciate. And I ask them a lot for advice. And, uh, and I'm vulnerable from them. I mean, yeah, they're my employees, but I value them. And, I, and I'm vulnerable from them, and, and, and they offer a lot of value to me and the company. And I think if you're an employer, and an entrepreneur, and you don't have women on your leadership team, I think you're doing yourself a disjustice. I think I, I would I would bathe myself and women on my leadership team because i feel that they offer so much value in such a different perspective it's good to have a balance of men and women because different perspectives different personalities but again it doesn't even matter if it's men or women it's really the people it's really who you have it's not about anything it's not about color race uh uh religion it's not about female male i want the best people on my leadership team in my company. It just happens to be that there's a lot of talented women out there in the world, which are, especially work at Alliance, that are wildly successful, and they just kind of fell into place, and it's just it's just interesting to see that happen, but at that day, I look at the best, I at the best people. I look at the best person for the best role, and because at the end of the day, it goes back to that's what it's about. It's about people. And I gravitate to Good people that I can appreciate and provide my love to, and, and show them my appreciation and my gratitude. It goes back to people, and so yeah, I am fortunate. I'm fortunate I have great talented women that, and I'm grateful that they uh, they've taught me a lot about myself and how to get better as a person. So, uh,
2: and I think they know that
0: because I tell them mm-hmm.
2: that. Well. And earlier, you mentioned all the third parties and, and all the people that you're involved in in, in real estate investing and, and, and the value of a relationship and, and power of relationships and making connections in, in growing a business. How, how did you start creating relationships and, and, and what do you recommend to other entrepreneurs in, in developing relationships to not only just expand your network, but really to grow as a person?
0: It's a great question. And, uh, it's something I'm always working on in these relationships. So, you know, in commercial real estate, I reflect on my business is attorneys and accountants are so important. So when I was younger, I went through different attorneys and I realized that their values didn't align with my attorneys, attorney. you know, uh, not returning phone calls, not being responsive, not being responsive to the other side. Uh, um taking a lot of time off, uh, bad work ethic. So I started realizing, I woke up and I said, how do I create great relationships? And it goes back to the core values. So I realized like, what's important to me? And so I found an attorney that's like an older brother to me. He's one of the best commercial real estate attorneys in the world. He's been working on my stuff for decades now. And so that relationship, I relish. You know, I there's times where like he just gives an opinion and he rolls with it, and I say, "Go ahead, roll with it. You don't need me. Roll with it." That's the relationship I have. My accounts the same thing. My accounts we've given uh, millions of dollars of business with over the years. Uh, I have a deeper relationship. I, I, my as as I age, the partners that started with me are retiring or or they're overseeing the next partner. So I've gone in the same firm, but just grab it, uh, graduated to younger talent. Now my senior accountant's like in his late thirties. And so, uh, you know, you, you evolve and you change, but you know what, when you have good values and the people working at you and they care, I'm a big proponent of our third parties where they treat the people that work at Alliance better than they treat me. And the reason why that's important to me is because that shows me the character of the person that I'm dealing with. I want the people that work for me and work at Alliance to be glowing reviews about our third priority source. That to me is just like an ultimate compliment to me when my employees say, man, I really like working at, or, or they, or they talk about at our leadership meeting core values with people like, Hey, this person really, you know, is outstanding. He's, he's always consistent. He cares, blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's what it's about. And so when you find good relationships, and by the way, if you're young, getting started, I can tell you from personal experience, you might go through a few attorneys, depending on what industry you're, in. you might go through a couple of accounts. I went through, this was my second account and I've been with them forever and I'm probably going to die with them as well. But, um, at the end of the day, when you have good relationships, you treat them well, you value them, you respect them, you go out of your way for them. Uh, you let your staff and your employees know how important it is and how, how the founders journey to create these type of resources is so important. And so when you have everyone on the same page, okay. And they can work with your relationships. Your third party your resources are so important to support any business. Okay. All these folks support all our businesses. Let's not kid ourselves. Attorney, you know, people bludgeon attorneys and accountants and all that stuff. They're critical to what we all do. And so. Find a good one. Find someone that's going to communicate with you. That's really important. You really want to make sure you get great communication from your third-party resources because it will frustrate you. When I was younger, I used to get so aggravated, Robert. Like when someone wouldn't call me back, or they wouldn't follow through, or they wouldn't do it, or they did crappy work. You know, because they didn't care as much. And once you alleviate those problems, you can just skyrocket because. You can depend on them; they're going to do good work, and hire people a lot smarter than you and more experienced. And that's the other thing. And so, nice. I think those little tidbits will go a long way. And it's what's been one of my secrets to my comfort level and be able to delegate is having great people around me, such as our third party.
2: Well, you mentioned you mentioned being grateful for for the women on your staff and for for people that are smarter than you and your staff. In what other ways has gratitude served you? in as a business owner and and in your personal growth journey?
0: First of all, I appreciate that question because it's it's so important to me. And I didn't learn about gratitude uh, until I was older. And I realized that every day I need to be grateful for the things in my life and appreciate them. And that gratitude has shown me to love people and to appreciate others and, and to be able to provide those people opportunities and so um whether it's family whether it's my employees um every day when I wake up I and usually it's when I'm driving to go work out for some reason it's always I'm in the car and no one's around me and I'll turn down the radio Robert and all of a sudden I start blaring out who I'm grateful for you know I I start laying I start laying out my whole inner circle personal and business and to me, it's a real, I put it out in the universe and it's a real Testament to all the people that have helped me get to this point. I couldn't do it without all these people. I couldn't do it without all the advice of mentors and, and, and coaches and employees and, and family and love and support and, uh, all these little things go a long way. So gratitude is very important to me. Uh, it's something that I, uh, is, is something I talk about every day. It's something I show to my employees. I, I tell a lot of my employees how thankful and grateful I am for them, And and it's straight from my heart. There's nothing there's no nothing less authentic when you could tell someone that works for you how grateful you are for them and how mm-hmm. they should be proud of their efforts and how you appreciate them, all their hard work and, and even like when I say I have an open forum to let these women, you know, help me. You know, it might feel like criticism at times where it's really out of love and respect to empower me. And I've realized that I should be grateful for those things. I should be grateful that someone's going to pull me aside and say to me, Robert, you know what? I'm to handle that better. <laughs> or I don't like the words you used or the tone. Okay. I, I get it. You're right. And instead of being upset about it, I've learned, thank you. Thank you for noticing that. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for showing me love that you want me to be better as a person. And so gratitude to me is everything. And I've learned its it's been this full circle where it's, it's not about money. It's about value. It's about value that I create. And when I create it, I receive it tremendously back from all these people that provide that value back to me. And I have a lot of mirrors out there, you know, and they show me who the real Ben Ryan forgets. And sometimes I don't like to see myself, but I learned from it. And, and so this is all part of my personal development. journey. I always want to be, I'm working on really hard right now, Robert. I spend time every day on myself doing personal development. I wake up at the crack of dawn. I do different things. Uh, I just got into meditation. I've never done before. I really like it. Um, and it's the first time I've ever done it. So I'm doing some new things, but at the end of the day, Um, I feel that if I can become the best version of myself, how much better will I be empowering people? How much better will the people be around me that work for me or that are part of my life or that love me. And I feel that if I'm not the best version of myself, I'm not respecting everyone else that depends on me. And that's what personal development has done for me. It's really shined a light of saying, you know what, you can be better. And you can you can help people to be better too. And I realized, you know, I didn't realize how many people I impact until I started seeing like how many kids have we put to college through Alliance and 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 uh how did I how did I change someone's life? You know, uh I might have a, a a single parent working for me, okay, that came from nothing. And how am I helping that person if I'm not the best version of myself? this person's taking a risk to join me and has to raise a, a child and I'm not going to be the best version of myself, Uh uh-uh. not going to allow that to happen. And so I've learned I, I've learned over time that if I don't become the best version of myself, it's not, it's disrespectful and it's not, it's not who I am to other people. And that's what personal development, personal development has really shined a spotlight to say, who are you Ben Reinberg and who do you want to become and how do you, how do you impact others? And what do you do as you get older? Because, you know, eventually I'll have to go on to other thing. And Robert, it's why my personal brand has come to the forefront. And I'm really proud of, you know, I didn't really understand social media. I was on LinkedIn because Jeff Weiner's from Chicago and LinkedIn, when they're on the scene, I believed in it. And yeah, I got a lot of followers. I love posting on it. I love LinkedIn. It's a great platform. But I didn't understand Instagram and TikTok. You know, when I did TikTok, my youngest child's a daughter. And she said, Dad, we're going to do a dance. Okay, and we did dance. And it was great. I love that. You know, it was good father-daughter bonding. But I didn't know there was more to it than that. I didn't know, like, all these things in Instagram and Facebook and all these different things. And at that day, I realized that I could use this platform to share my knowledge and my lessons. And maybe there's one person there. A man, a woman, a single mother, single father, maybe someone that wants a career change. And something I say or something I learn to change the course of something. Like, just like the guy did for me when I was on that audit. Remember that story I told at the beginning of the show? Never forgot that. And I never realized, you know, and so we're doing that on social media. My podcast is all about same thing, adding value. It's about health, wealth, relationships, and business. And it's stuff I love. And I realized that having a guest on the show or someone could change not only my life, but the people that listen to the show as well. And so I, it's one of the things where my career is gravitating to. We're going to start a university that teach commercial real estate. I love nice. teaching. I mentor a lot of people in my business, and I do it gratis just through who I am. So I educate a lot of brokers, I, a lot of younger guys in our business. And, and even the people here at Alliance, I do a lot of educating and, and teaching and consistently, I, I'm I do. And I realized, like, if this is something I, I enjoy do, why not teach it? And I thought about it. You know, Robert, I'm from Chicago, and the south side of Chicago is a pretty rough area. It's got some real challenges. It's got a lot of homicides in Chicago. It's the leader in the world. Um, a lot of issues and challenges that go down on the south side. And it gave me an example to say, what if I could take a young man or woman from the South Side of Chicago and teach them commercial real estate and get them out of their environment? They're begging and screaming to get out of that environment. And what if I could change one person's life? What does that do for that for that person? Say she say say it's a woman and she comes out of it and she becomes a commercial real estate mogul. Let's say she wants to invest in multifamily or whatever is her pet state. In Chicago, say it's industrial. She becomes an industrial guru. All of a sudden, like, does she have kids? Does she have a husband? Does she have a boyfriend? Does she have family? A mother, a father, aunt, uncle? Who is it that she can help? Could she do the same thing I do and educate and mentor other people from her area to get out of that environment? So I realized, that, like, if I have all this knowledge and expertise, why not share it with as many people as I can because I enjoy doing it? And how can I impact and change that those people's lives out there? And I feel I have a responsibility to do it. I feel it's like a, almost like a calling in my life to do it. And so I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm excited to uh, take this thing to another level. I really have enjoyed this personal brand stuff because that allows me to share who I am, but also what I know and to help people. And I believe strongly that there's a lot of people out there that um, that need help. And I believe that I didn't have someone to hold my hand when I was in my 20s because you know as well, you're probably around my age, you know, we used to wear leather shoes and, 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 and go to meetings and drive to meetings and sit in conference rooms and, And, you know, in commercial real estate, I would go and canvas properties and go meet with lenders personally. And now with this virtual and digital world we live in, it's a lot different. We're doing these types of super calls. So I feel very uh, strongly that that I can really use all these lessons that other people might not have that I had to grind and go through and and endure the pain to get to this point. So Maybe I can help someone get short enough the learning curve. Maybe I can, maybe a common of mine changes the belief system in a young man or woman who says, I want to be an entrepreneur. If Ben Reimer can do it, I for sure can do it. Nice. He, he believes in me. Why don't I believe in myself? Oh, and that's so good. Those, those little things, Robert, it's like, who, when we were younger, like, who taught that? Like, who talked about it? Now with social media, it's like, you can go on, like I was talking to at lunch with um, what someone from my leadership team, she's rock rockstar, and she listens to podcasts, and she, uh, she does all different things to teach herself, and I think it's wonderful what she does, and so that's the beauty of, of our environment, is there's so much, there's so many experts and gurus, and, and there's so many people offering knowledge and lessons. That you can get up the learning curve a lot quicker than when we were kids, Robert, because uh, you know you're not working off stamps and envelopes and green ledger paper and, and <laughs> driving to meetings. Your everything is like real instant, right?
2: Absolutely. So, or the or the business yeah. building business building kit comes with a little packet of of uh, plastic VHS tapes to <laughs> to, to learn how yeah. to grow a business. Yeah, I, I appreciate the impact you want to make and, and contribution is a huge um value to to make a difference in the community, to 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 give back um and, and elevate your community to another level and so very excited about the future of a school and, and the possibility of, of mentoring people that that may not have access to the resources that you're creating and so that's that's super super exciting. You mentioned something right there at the end about if Ben can do it, if Ben can believe in me. So Real quick, I just want to end on this one. Uh, the, the idea of the power of borrowed belief. Well, again, I, I think
0: it goes to your mindset. And, you know, whoever was involved in your life, what values, you know, because your parents and your friends and your colleagues, you know, they they transpose their values on you and you don't even realize it, right? So when someone's, if you're around someone and someone's, important to you, whatever, and they're sharing their values. Well, they're they're basically putting their DNA. in you, And that's what naturally happens with the mind and body. And so that's why people always say it's really important who you surround yourself with. That's absolutely true. But your mind is everything and work on it when you're young and have that self have that confidence about that self-love all the things that all of us work on, on a daily basis. And so belief is something really strong. So, for example, when I was younger, I used to always say to myself, like, you know, Ben, you're going you're gonna to find your next deal this week. You're going to tie up another property this week. That, I would put that out there. And, and I would do that. And that was part of my goal setting and my mindset and my affirmations. And I think what is really important for your audience to know is use words that resonate with um, things that can happen. Not things that won't happen. Don't put yourself in a box where you're saying things and it's it's impossible to get done. Okay? But put yourself in a position where you can say things to yourself or you write things down that empower you. Like, I'm going to find a deal this week. I'm going to raise $5 million this month. Uh, if you're an in industry, I'm going to sell $10 million worth of product. If you're a consultant, I'm going to find three consultant great clients this week. Put it out there, put it on paper, say it out loud and believe in it. And and it's very challenging. In entrepreneurs, Robert, it's a lonely business being an entrepreneur. You're alone a lot. I'm alone with my thoughts. No one sits in my shoes. I want to just cry to people and tell them and scream like, hey, can I talk to you about this? And there's not a lot of people you can talk about. That's why we have mentors and, and colleagues in different businesses that are in similar positions that we resonate to because you can't really talk to your employees about your troubles because that's they're wondering what kind of leader you are at points in time. but again it goes to um keep working on yourself work on your belief system work on your standards work on your mindset and know that you can achieve whatever you want and it's focus it's persistence and you know i'm always i You know, I'm a big work ethic guy. That's how I learned it. I I always tell young people when they start a position, be the first one and the last one sends a significant message to your employer or employers out there. I tell my kids the same lesson when you start in in the real world soon. And again, that's just, it goes to belief. It goes to believing in yourself that you want to be wildly successful, believing in yourself that you're passionate about whatever you're working on. Believing in yourself that you want to be a great student, say you're in high school right now, and you want to achieve greatness and go to a great school or or, or just graduate from high school and, and become an entrepreneur. And so uh, mindset is is such a powerful thing. And I've had to really cultivate that and, and improve on it every year, uh, especially when I'm in business. Because I go through times too, Robert, where I'm like questioning myself, like, what am I doing? Like, is that a good decision? Should we go that route? Should we, should we invest in that? Should we do that deal? Should we invest in those type of employees? Is that person doing their job or not? You're constantly battling with your inner self as an entrepreneur. And, um, it's important that you can manage your emotion, balance your emotions. So one of the things I work on is with my mentors is really learning how to balance my emotion. So I understand there's negative, I understand there's positive. But how do I balance it? How do I how do I look? How do I be grateful and appreciate the little things? So take the example of if someone says to me, you know, an employee on my leadership team, like, hey, and pulls me aside and says, you know, I noticed you're doing this and this and this and this. Instead of the younger Ben Reinberg or the more immature Ben Reinberg might get pissed off and say, well, who, who do they know? They haven't been through the same experience. I mean, they haven't done billions of dollars of deals like I have who are they to be criticizing me? They're not, they're not on my level. Uh Uh-uh. You appreciate it. You're grateful for it. And you basically hear their truth. Okay. And you thank them. That's the difference. That's maturity. That's how you evolve. And that's what all this work does is personal development. That's all the mind stuff does. If I would have known this as 20 years old, like people say, well, okay, Ben, I want to get into commercial real estate. I'm 25 years old. What do you do? Be the best version of yourself right really work on yourself while you're in the business because your life is going to screw with you and people are too and people are going to be tough on you and you are going to have people that don't believe in you. And guess what? You have to block all that white noise out and believe in yourself. And if I didn't do that, Robert, I would not be sitting in this chair in the position I'm in today. And that is just the absolute truth is that I had to learn and manage. How to deal with the naysayers that Ben, you can't do this. You're not good enough to do it, or or you don't have the skills, or or you're not you're not generating enough revenue as a young man. So if you're an entrepreneur, and I say this with love to everyone out there, is believe in yourself, lock out the white noise, live within your own mission, not anyone else's. So don't listen to anyone else's values, okay? Because people, when you become successful, Guess what? Jealousy comes out and they regret that they didn't do it themselves. And I see that all throughout the chain of command, whether it be parts of my family, whether I see friends, colleagues, employees, past employees. Unless you are one to step into someone's shoes like yourself and no one's going to step into your shoes out there. Right. I don't even step into your shoes. I could resonate with some of the things you're going to go through and help you to teach you. However, I'm not in your shoes, just like you're not in mine. I'm not in Robert's shoes. And by saying that, I can't instill my values on you. I can't instill what I think is right wrong because you have your own path. And people always ask me like, would you change a thing about having challenges and not coming from money and, and having to grind? No, if I didn't have to go through all these experiences, I wouldn't be the business person and the person I am today. And I want everyone to know that this is really important is that you're going out, you're going through a process. Some people use the word journey. I don't really like the word journey. I like process. You're going to go through a process in life. Okay. It's going to be like a stepping stone. Write down what you learn. work on yourself, because when you get to my age in your fifties, everything becomes a lot easier. You're able to work smarter, be able to bring in talented people. You're able to really value and appreciate the things, how far you've come. And if you don't fail and go through a lot of different experiences, you won't appreciate the ride that you just went on. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I want to leave everyone with because again, it's it's a mindset and a mind challenging type uh, business I'm in. But also being an entrepreneur is definitely a challenge and you're going to have to balance your emotions so really There's a lot of people out there that teach that and really find people you can gravitate to to help you with that. Because to me, that's a real, real underlying key to success.
2: Ben, that's so good. Thank you so much for taking the time today to hang out and share your journey and share um, your heart and wisdom. And and I definitely appreciate all all that you've shared. And so thank you so much for, for being on the show.
0: All right, and uh, if you if your audience wants to learn more about commercial real estate, they can go to AllianceCGC.com. If they want to follow me and learn more about me and how I can impact their lives, tell them to go to Benreinberg and then obviously Ben Reinberg I Own It podcast is on all the various platform mediums. We're on YouTube, you can watch it if you're more of a visual person. But we're here to impact your life. And uh And hopefully there is something that we do uh, that will help you through your journey and your career. And so uh, keep rocking. And uh, I appreciate the time, Robert. And thank you for having me on my show. I'm very on your show. I'm very grateful for the opportunity.
1: This episode is brought to you by intentional decisions that lead to massive success. No, those aren't companies promoting our show. They are qualities that you need to build your business and take control of your life. So to help you out, I'm offering my most popular worksheets to help you plan the future you want and audit your calendar today. The best way to get what you want is to know what it is and start making sure that your calendar matches. You can download them free today at addvaluemindset.com. If you will take action by just completing these two activities, they will change your life and business. I promise you a new level of results in the coming year. The problem is that we make things so complicated and we lose focus on what is really important. These tools will help you refocus on what matters most. When you align your passion with your purpose in your work, you can be happier and start doing the things you wanted to in the first place, like spending more quality time with the kids. To get your free copy of the tools to start tackling your busy schedule, go to addvaluemindset.com. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, Leave a review. But most importantly, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who needs to hear it. Share, share, share. In our next episode, Robert and Noel have an in-depth conversation with the intentional encourager, Brian Sexton, about people, the value of relationships, and the power of intentional encouragement. The idea of stimulating belief in others about themselves is a powerful way to impact the world. If you don't hear anything else from this episode, hear this. Tell those around you what you appreciate about them every day they deserve to know.